The job of a journalist is to collect information, figure out what is or isn't true, and then disseminate it to the public. In the age of social media, we have this problem that is getting worse where there's so much noise, it's harder and harder to know what's true and what isn't. And now journalists are more important than ever. While on the ground reporting isn't as necessary because so many people have smartphones can film things that happen on the ground, we need people who are willing to go in, dig deep, and figure out what really happened. The problem we have, though, is because information travels so fast, activists are latching onto these narratives, producing propaganda, and starting mobs online that can destroy people's lives. But what happens when the media is chasing clickbait? What happens when the media is chasing after an opportunity for viral interaction and money? They join in the mob because it will make them wealthier. And thus, we now have a media class in this country that is more interested in pushing the mob narrative because it means they'll make money. The story about the MAGA kids was mostly a lie. In fact, the Native Americans who came into that group of kids actually lied on television. Most notably, Nathan Phillips, the man himself, did lie. And we can prove this now. He's actually retracted some of his earlier statements. But where is the media calling him out? Where are the news organizations admitting that they were wrong? They aren't. So today, let's take a look at exactly what happened yesterday. And I also want to take this opportunity to highlight just how dangerous these situations are becoming. Because we have a wave of death threats against these children, and unsurprisingly, social media is doing nothing to stop it. But before we get started, please head over to timcast.com forward slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There's a month donation option, I take cryptocurrency, I have a physical address, and there's even a shop where you can buy clothing I've designed myself. But more importantly, if you really want to help out, simply share this video with your friends and help spread the message on social media. There are a lot of different angles to cover, and I can't cover all of it, but I want to highlight a few instances where the media presented lies without fact-checking. And we'll start with a statement made by Nathan Phillips, the Native American man, before we saw the full two-hour live stream. When I started going forward, and that massive groups of people started separating and separating and moving aside to allow me to move out of the way or to proceed... This young feller put himself in front of me and wouldn't move. And so I could, if I took another step, I would be putting my, my person into his presence, into his space. And I would have touched him. And that would have been the, the thing that the group of people would have needed to spring on me. That narrative was published far and wide. Not only in CNN, we can also see a source, CBS News, quoting him by saying, when the others were moving aside and letting me go, he decided that he wasn't going to do that. When I was coming up to the steps, I seen him start putting himself in front of me. So I slided to the right and he slided to the right. I slided to the left and he slided to the left. So by the time I got up to him, we were right in front of him. He just positioned himself to make sure that he aligned himself with me. So that sort of stopped my exit. Anyone who watched the initial video knows this was not true. One of the videos that was going viral that provided a slightly larger context than the activist video showed Mr. Phillips actually walked up to this kid. But it was later reported by the New York Times that Phillips clarified it was he who had approached the crowd and that he had intervened because racial tensions, primarily between the white students and the black men, were coming to a boiling point. There are a few other lies that need to be pointed out. In a video by Kaya Titano posted to Instagram, Mr. Phillips stood outside the Lincoln Memorial and wiped his eyes. I heard them saying, build that wall, build that wall, he said. This is indigenous land. We are not supposed to have walls here. Singing, and I heard, I heard them saying, build that wall, build that wall. You know, 
This is indigenous lands. This video clip quickly went far and wide, posted to many news outlets, with many people saying, look how sad it was that these kids were taunting this man as he cries and says they were saying, build that wall. However, based on the two hour live stream, no one has been able to hear at any point anyone chanting anything like build that wall or anything having to do with Trump. And this is acknowledged by CNN themselves. It wasn't just Phillips, but the other activist, Kaya Titano, a student at the University of the District of Columbia, participated in the Indigenous People's March earlier in the day. She said the teens were chanting things like build the wall and Trump 2020. Those chants were not audible in videos reviewed by CNN. Why didn't the media do any groundwork? Why didn't the media look for any videos? Why was it that random people on Twitter had to aggregate this information and then prove all of these media outlets wrong? The New York Times, CBS, CNN. Activists were calling for violence against these kids. They were calling for these kids to die. We even have high-profile personalities associated with CNN and other outlets who were actively encouraging violence. Even when the news was coming out that the narrative was false, Reza Aslan tweeted, I guess all the kids in MAGA hats shouting build the wall was just my imagination. But it literally was. No one yelled build that wall. Why is Reza Aslan so comfortable tweeting out to 287,000 followers something that clearly never happened? And we can see that he got ratioed. That means 3.4 thousand people replied to this tweet, but only 376 people retweeted it. Reza Aslan is still pushing the false narrative because activists don't want to let it go. Why aren't the media companies calling out the fact that the Native Americans were defending the black Hebrew Israelites? Why are they now saying he was trying to defuse the situation when even a statement by one of the Native Americans was that these kids were bigots and they were standing in spiritual solidarity with a known racist hate group? A statement was published by one of the men who claims to have been in the group. Many people have identified this man, but I'm going to say allegedly for the time being, though I think it's fair to make that assumption based on his YouTube account, his photos, and other images. He said in his Facebook post, all of a sudden, this mob of youth from Covington Catholic High School make their onto the steps overlooking the African-American brothers and start heckling them with loud MAGA chants. And I quickly realize what's going on when the white bro next to me says they're wearing MAGA hats and shirts. At that moment, I'm looking to my bro Nim because I know he has his drum and I thought I want to go over there and stand in solidarity with the brothers and just sing. The important point, I want to go over there and stand in solidarity with the brothers and just sing. Now, many people have pointed this out and said maybe he didn't realize what was actually going on. He claims they were making MAGA chants. Well, CNN says that was not audible to them, nor have I or anyone else heard anything related to Trump. He wanted to stand in solidarity with the brothers. Many people said maybe he didn't realize it was a known racist hate group, the black Hebrew Israelites. Actually, at the bottom of his statement, there's an update. Even though the Hebrew Israelite brothers said some disrespectful things that I heard earlier on during our rally, I still put that aside and wanted to help. That's their teaching. We have ours, and that's what makes us equally beautiful. The most egregious statements made by the black Hebrew Israelites happened after the natives had already left. But before the natives arrived, they were yelling things that were considered to be homophobic, racist, or sexist. And the natives knew this. In the statement by one of these men, who we presume to be one of the men, he says he knew what they were saying was disrespectful. He also says he wanted to stand in solidarity with them. And he mentions the hate from the MAGA kids. He said they were making MAGA chants. None of that is true. The people being hateful weren't the MAGA kids. 
According to their statement, they were chanting to shout down the bigots. Yet I guess because people want to jump to conclusions, everyone just piled on and the media ran defense for the lies from the activists. But now we need to go to the more extreme point. And this is where it's probably important to tell people that law enforcement needs to be contacted. We can't allow high profile individuals to encourage or incite violence against children. Reza Aslan, once again, with one of the most notorious tweets, honest question, have you ever seen a more punchable face than this kid's? Now, he's not telling people to punch anybody, but he's mentioning that he kind of feels like he wants to, which is weird in and of itself. And this got 3,000 retweets, but it only escalates from here. Kathy Griffin tweeted out to her massive following that she wanted names. Shame them. If you think these efforts wouldn't dox you in a heartbeat, think again. This is also a violation of Twitter's rules. Now, doxing isn't as bad as physical violence, but Reza only said the guy was punchable. Now she's calling for action. And once again, it only escalates from here. This verified Twitter user said, I never spanked my kids. I want to slap this one, expressing her desire to smack a child who did nothing. This next profile I'm told is a character and not a real person, but it's still a verified Twitter account with a decent following, encouraging people to commit violence against this kid in exchange for autographed albums. Now, again, I don't know if this person's real. Some people said he isn't, but it's still a call for violence. Now it gets more extreme. This verified user called for the death of these kids, called on people to actually go and harm them, called on people to lock them in a school and burn it down. Next, we can see a user that doesn't seem to be very high profile at all. It's not a verified user, but he called for a shooting at their school. And now for one of the most egregious examples, this verified Twitter user wanting the kids to go screaming into a wood chipper and shows this image of what appears to be a body being pressed into a wood chipper and blood being sprayed out of it. And finally, I'd like to highlight this statement from a BuzzFeed News culture writer. I have watched all of the videos. You can understand that the situation was more complex than the first video and still recognize why the sight of that face caused a visceral reaction in so many. Yes, I can't understand. It's because people are racist. It's not reverse racism. There is just a contingent of people who just adamantly hate white people. And so they saw this kid standing on the steps smiling and they got enraged. The kid wasn't smiling because he was being cocky or anything. We now know the kid was just an awkward kid who didn't really know what was going on. I think when you take a fair look at the entire situation, it really does seem like these young kids thought the Native American man was joining in their chants. They were chanting much longer than the natives were even there. So you have to think about it from their perspective. They're trying to drown out hateful bigots, a known racist homophobic hate group. They're chanting their school slogans. They're chanting school mottos and things of that nature. The Native Americans step up banging a drum and they start clapping and dancing along with the drumming probably assuming the guy was joining them to drown out the bigots. How crazy. We've come to a point where a group of homophobic racists are yelling things. Young people try to drown them out to stop the hate. Native Americans try to intervene to actually stop them. And people take it as though the bad guys were the kids who were trying to end the hate, essentially acting in defense of a known hate group. And now, even though we know the activists lied, these kids weren't chanting MAGA things, We know that the natives who stepped up knew who the Hebrew Israelites were and knew what they were saying. People aren't calling out the activists for what they've done in this situation. They're just trying to say, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad and maybe it's more complicated. It's absolutely more complicated. But now we've got people calling for the death of these children and people like Reza Aslan doubling down and refusing to acknowledge that his claims make no sense, saying maybe it was just in his imagination the kids were chanting build the wall when it literally was. 
And that's truly terrifying that this high profile individual who I don't, I don't believe he still has a CNN show, but he is a high profile individual still pushing a claim that never happened when CNN themselves say those chants were not audible. What was he listening to? In my opinion, I think he just feels comfortable making that claim because he believes the mob can't be wrong. If so many people are saying this happened, how could it not have happened? But in reality, he never actually watched the video. You can tell because if he did, he would know it didn't happen. CNN watched the video and they said it didn't happen. So I have to wonder why the media is refusing to acknowledge their mistakes. But I'll say this. How many news outlets actually did research? Mostly none. How many news outlets actually tried to get a comment from the kids? Not very many. The New York Times didn't. CBS didn't. How many news outlets or how many personalities who work with news outlets, how many celebrities encouraged the mob or actually advocated for violence? I think it's fair to say at this point, we are facing an extreme media crisis. I made a video on my second channel talking about 20 stories the media pumped out about the Trump-Russia narrative that turned out to be completely fake. We now have this story where children are being threatened. And even though many people have come out and apologized to these kids, even though we're seeing the more nuanced picture, there are still activists planning on vandalizing their school. And there is a protest planned for tomorrow. People are actually going to show up their school and protest them, even though we now know they didn't do anything wrong. But let me know what you think in the comments below. We'll keep the conversation going. You can follow me on Twitter at TimCast. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. And I'll have more videos on my second channel, youtube.com slash timcastnews, starting at 6 p.m. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all next time.